couple new faces. Let me just remind everyone. I, we've been talking about a pyramid of three of six relationships. And I, I, I want to point out today the importance that we draw it as a pyramid. We'll, we'll get to that today. But there are six, I would say, six levels of relationships that we want to talk about. Level number one are my acquaintances. These are people I know. You increase that by just going places you haven't been. Okay? Go to institute. Go to the activity. There's YSA activities all the time. Go to places you haven't been. You increase your ones. You increase your acquaintances. I know more people. Number two, well, we've developed a friendship. There's the budding of a friendship. We're friends. Pitfall number one that we've been talking about is it is our normal trend to go from one or two right to relationship dating. All of a sudden, we're relationship dating. We're checking each other out. Are you marriage material? It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. And we all know exactly what I'm talking about, right? We've all had that awkward, um, hi, I'd really rather not be here. This is very uncomfortable, but hey, let's get this over with. And it quite often never leads to a second date because of the awkwardness, right? That's because you're dating here when you should be dating down here. We'll talk more about that today. That's today's pitfall. But pitfall number one, let me introduce this concept that is foreign in our culture. It's what I call friendship dating. It's where the purpose of the date is not a relationship or to determine are we a match. I'm not checking boxes. I'm not checking you out. I just care about you as a person. And whether or not we're a match, I'd like to build a friendship. I kind of got the idea from Ammon. Do you remember when Ammon walks in and says to Lamoni, when Lamoni says, what are your desires? He says, I desire to dwell among this people, perhaps even until the day that I die. Was he saying, I'm here to convert you. And if you don't join my church, then my whole coming here has failed. Or was he saying, I want to be in your life. I want you in my life, whether you join the church or not. It's you and your friendship that I care about. Do you see, that's where friendship dating comes in. I'm not necessarily walking away if you're not a match. Now, this concept of I'm in the friend zone is completely corrupted by the enemy of your soul. That, okay, these are the people who are not marriage material, and so I'm just going to kind of keep you in the friend zone, versus friendship dating, where I want to build a friendship, whether we're a match or not. It's the friendship that I'm interested in. And developing the skill of friendship is what will keep your marriage together. The scientific experts in marriage today are saying, what keeps marriages together is friendship. So why not start that way? Why not start by building a friendship? Now that, I'm going to tell you, is a muscle you don't hardly ever use and is very uncomfortable. And so my quest, my request, is that you begin to get better at friendship dating. That was pitfall number one, skipping friendship dating and going right to relationship dating. Pitfall number two is not understanding why we relationship date. I don't want to take the romance out of dating. But what I'd like to do is bring a little science to it. 
All of you have done science experiments and you're not emotionally invested in the science experiment. You're okay if the result of the science experiment was B and you thought it was gonna be A. It's not crushing. If you say, oh, you know what? I thought, I thought it would end up being A, but it was B. You're okay with that, right? Because it was a science experiment and you were there to discover what's the result. So what if dating were a little bit more scientific, a little bit more, are we a match? And it's kind of a question mark and let's see. And there's, there's no way you can find an eternal match if you don't bring the pieces close enough together to see, are we a match? Is there an absence of deal breakers? So dating with the understanding that, hey, if there are deal breakers between us, it should break it sooner than later. What a tragedy to ignore a deal breaker, get married, and then have it break the deal. It's so painful then. If there are deal breakers, when should it break the deal? Sooner than later. And so part of that relationship dating is to put ourselves in an environment to say, are there deal breakers? And not taking advantage of that to identify deal breakers is the pitfall. Then last time we talked about very common pitfall. Because we're experimenting, because I don't know if we're a match, I'm going to keep my heart from going to six. But tell me what's natural. We let our heart go to six, don't we? We start creating expectations. I found my, my husband. I found my wife. Before we even know, are we a match? And if you let your heart go to six and then deal breakers surface and break the deal, tell me what happens to your heart. And unfortunately, I know a lot of people that got so scarred by that pain that they've given up looking for an eternal companion. But they need to realize that they made a mistake that's correctable. I am going to grant the relationship time to grow with not, without letting my heart jump to six and creating marriage expectations. I'm going to understand that we're in an experiment and I need to know if the two of us are a match. My wife did that so beautifully. She's the one that taught me this skill when we were dating. I was a little, aren't you madly in love with me? I mean, I am with you. And she was like, hey, this is fantastic. But I'm not going to do that yet. And she kept her heart from going to six. She had learned from painful experiences not to do that. And then when she came to the conclusion that we're a match, boom, wholeheartedly she let her heart jump to six. But until then, she was very, hey, let's just, this is great. And let's see if we're a match. So pitfall number three is don't let your heart go to six. Now, pitfall number four. So the first four pitfalls have to do with up and down on this scale. Are you at the right place? Are you doing the right thing? So, for example, pitfall three is being here but letting my heart be here. Pitfall number one is jumping here and skipping this. Pitfall number two is not understanding what this one's for. And so we're going to kind of go up and down the scale. So what I want to do in pitfall number four 
is what I call inappropriate dating. And I don't mean violating the law of chastity, okay? Don't ever do that. But set that aside, inappropriate dating is having the wrong focus and the wrong purpose for your date based on where you really are and where you're acting like you are. So for example, here's the classic example. If you're on a date with a one, okay? If you're on a date with a one, what's the worst thing to be doing? Acting like it's a relationship in, in, in bud, acting like we're fours or we're potentially fours. What should you be doing on your date if you're on a date with a one? There should be one focus and one purpose, and what is it? That's it. Now, if you're planning the date and you've planned something that's more than that, you probably won't get a second date, right? Because you've created an environment that is inappropriate. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do one, two, three, four, five, six. And we're gonna talk about inappropriate dating at every level. What does friendship dating look like? What's the focus? What's the purpose? Now, every single time, we're gonna ask this question. What's the purpose? If you're on a date and you've never even thought about what's the purpose, you're missing an opportunity. And allow me to just suggest you're inappropriately dating. Because what's the purpose? Even when my wife and I go out, there should be a purpose, right? What's the purpose? Well, today's purpose is to fix something. Or today's purpose is to build a friendship or to renew, rekindle a friendship. So what's the purpose? And I know you've probably never thought about what's the purpose of this date. But it's going to be a whole lot more comfortable and meaningful if there's a purpose. Number two, what's the focus? Now, does that make sense? What's the focus of a date? Tell me what I mean by that. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. What would be a focus of a date? Okay, that would be a purpose. The purpose is to build a friendship. Therefore, what would be the focus? So some activity, right? The focus is on an activity that we have in common. Do you see the difference between purpose and focus? So for example, why are awkward dates awkward? If I'm on a date with a one, what makes it awkward? Um, there's, there's a couple of experiences that have made it awkward for me. Um, typically in the past when I've been on a date with a one, our most awkward dating experiences were in places like we went to the movies, we couldn't talk to each other, we didn't really know each other, but we had that expectation to hold hands. Yeah, so the purpose and the focus made it uncomfortable. If I had changed the purpose and changed the focus, so what's the problem with being at a movie on a date? Now, maybe that's a great purpose and a great focus, but what's the focus when you're at a movie? The movie. Now, that's fine if after the movie's over, the focus is what did you get out of it? What did you like? What did you like? 
Because then we're building on common beliefs. We're building on, hey, what do you like? What do I like? Do you see the difference? So we make it inappropriate with the wrong purpose and the wrong focus. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm going to point out, we're going to talk about what's the purpose and what's the focus. Now, I need to get on my soapbox for a moment. Because which one do you expect me to emphasize? One, two, three, four, five, or six. Which one do you think I'm going to emphasize the most? Well, based on what we've been talking about, most of you would probably say three or four, right? I believe the biggest missed opportunity when it comes to dating is one. And I am going to plead to change your thinking. Now, many of you are frustrated with dating because why? Be honest. I have a small I have a small pool. The boys I know are not the ones I want to date. I have a small pool. Now tell me why you have few fours. The reason you have only a few fours is because you have limited threes. And the reason you have fewer threes than you would like is because you have fewer twos. And the reason you have fewer twos, let's be totally honest, the reason you have fewer two, twos is because you miss out on turning ones into twos. Now, for example, Monday night, I spoke at a family home evening in a YSA ward. Okay, there were about 40 people that came. Tell me how they walked in. Tell me how they walked into the YSA family home evening. How did they walk in? Okay, the girls that were friends with, there was a group of friends that came in and sat together. Yep. And then there was a girl, there was a group of males who came together as friends and sat together. Now I get it. I, I get it. But do you see one of the biggest challenges I hear after 30 years of watching this, I hear people complain saying, I don't have a big pool. And so allow me <laughs> to invite you to not miss opportunities to make more friends. Now, our 10th pitfall, well, the very last one we'll do, let me just tip my hand a little bit. Our 10th pitfall is being afraid to try. Let me just play a little bit. Do you remember the parable of the talents? The Lord gave out five talents and said, go, go build my kingdom. And he invested the five and came back with 10. And the Lord said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Someone else got two. Didn't bring back 10, but brought back two and got the same result, right? Good job. There are two talent members who are simply expected to be two talent members. And then the one of them got one. Now, he was so afraid of coming back with nothing. I, I don't want to fail. So what did he choose? I won't try. 
I'm so afraid of failing, I won't try. And tell me what the Lord felt about that. You slothful servant, what kind of people does the Lord want us to be? I would rather be the kind of person that fails than the person who never tries. And that is no more, that is never, I don't think there's a place where that's more true than in the search for an eternal companion. Most of us by our nature would say what? Oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's just amazing. But I don't dare talk to her because she might turn me down. And the fear of failure says what? I would rather not even try than fail. Change that. There are people and there might be your eternal companion in this room. And the only way you'll ever get to six is if you get to five, if you get to four, if you get to three, if you become twos. May I suggest that the purpose of getting together, the purpose of going to institute, now I know there's lots of purposes. Spiritual edification is certainly one of them. But the purpose of YSA activities, the purpose of institute, the purpose of getting together, at least in a large sense, should be what? Make friends. I'm not leaving tonight without taking advantage of an opportunity to make a friend. What's the difference between ones and twos? Tell me what's the difference between ones and twos. There's a personal connection. The, I know you. You're in my institute class. Here, there's a connection. I've made a connection. I know your name. I know something about you. I've built a friendship with you. I think the most significant thing I would like to emphasize tonight, and I know we'll get to two, three, four, five. We'll get to some really good dating purposes and focus. But one thing that I would say needs to change is this silo mentality that I come in in my silo and we sit in my silo and then I leave in my silo and I've missed the opportunity to build a friendship. You know what? There's someone I don't know. It's really not that hard to say, I'm Bryce. Tell me your name. And if nothing else, what do I have now? A connection. I've made a connection. And the next time, I'm going to build on that connection. Now, should I be thinking, is she my wife? <laughs> if I'm thinking that, where is my head? I'm, I'm thinking way up here. And yet, where are we socially? Ones. And I'm missing the opportunity to do what I should be doing. The purpose is to build a friendship, make a friendship. So may I suggest, if you really want to improve dating, go to more activities. Go to places where you're going to find ones. Hey, Stephen. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Sorry, we're late. Hey, you're good. We got a ride home for you, right? Yeah. 
So go. Now, I know sometimes, you know, I don't want to go. They're swing dancing tonight, and I don't want to swing dance. And that's legitimate. But don't miss opportunities to build friendships. The purpose of getting together at this point, there needs to be a purpose in my head saying, you know what? I'm going to institute tonight, and I'm going to make a friendship. If you did that everywhere you went and built a habit of that, what's happening to your ones? The more places you go, what's happening to your ones? Now, the more you connect, what's happening to your twos? Now, when one and two expand, what's going to be much easier? Three. Do you see the point? Okay, so... Focus, purpose. I know we don't consider it dating. But would you kind of consider it dating? To say, hey, we're going to go to a family home evening tonight. And you know what? I'm not just going to sit with my friends. I'm going to, I'm going to branch out and find someone else. And make a connection tonight. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to add to my twos. I'm not necessarily scoping out my eternal companion. I'm just adding to my twos. So purpose of one, focus of one, make new friends. Now, do you remember when you were a kid and your mom said, make new friends? Mom was always right, wasn't she? Mom, mom was, was right. Mom was always right. I need to constantly be increasing my ones and increasing my twos. Now, yes, Stephen is a great person to make a friend right there. Make sure you make Stephen your friend, don't you think? Okay, now, twos. We've made a connection. How do you transition from we've made a connection to friendship dating? Now, this is where we actually need to jump to three first. We need to catch a vision of what friendship dating looks like. Now, it's been four weeks now. I introduced that three weeks ago. Tell me what you're, where your head is. What does a friendship date look like? What's the difference? Here's what I'd like to do. I want you to think through an inappropriate date you went on. An awkward, uncomfortable date. You all think of one? Okay. Redo the date in your head. What would make the date so much more enjoyable for you? Same person. What would make the date different? Tell me what friendship dating looks like. So in order to do two, we got to jump to three. What is purpose and focus of friendship dating? Any thoughts? As you struggled with this? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that slipped. I wasn't throwing anything. Well, I think it would just be to strengthen that personal connection with that friend. You have. Yes. The purpose is to strengthen friendship. Um, I don't remember it's, who told me this, but there's like the three P's of uh, a date. It's paired off, paid for, and planned. And I like that. But could I break one of those rules and still be a friendship date? Sure. The point is, 
What's the purpose? Now, we say it, build the friendship. Okay, I got it. So then, what does it look like? Tell me what a friendship date looks like. Hannah? And by the way, Hannah is definitely one person I would make as a friend as you walked out today. Hannah. Okay, so this right here, the focus is kind of simultaneously on two things. The focus of a friendship date is the activity we have in common. Now, when you get together with your buddies, tell me what you do. When you get together with your same gender friends, when marriage isn't a possibility and it's comfortable, tell me what you do. You do what? Shopping. Shop. Because why? All of you like to shop. And how often do you not even buy anything? That's not the point, right? The point is we are focused on an activity that we all enjoy. So the very best way to start a friendship date, the way you begin friendship dating, is you focus on the activity. And it needs to be very clear. If I've asked her out, she needs to know from the day I ask her to the day of the date to the moment I bring her home, the whole focus tonight was on this activity. What happens to the awkwardness level if the focus was on the activity? It's not awkward. The focus was on the activity. So you've got church activities. We do church things together where the focus is on the activity. The thing that I've just noticed is it's so easy to be friends with my buddies. At the moment a girl is there, it's awkward. And I begin asking, okay, what's the difference? What's the difference over here and the difference here? And initially, what's the difference? With my buddies, I'm not focused on them. I'm not asking, are we eternal marriage companions? Sorry, Stephen, I'm not marrying you. <laughs> so when we get together, guess what? We play video games because Stephen loves video games and I love video games. And we play the same video games. And so I focus, sorry, did I make you laugh too much? Yeah. <laughs> so the easy transition is, okay, can I take the same focus and make it that comfortable over here? Can we stay focused on the activity? So replan your date. What would make that awkward date less awkward? Anyone want to be brave enough to share what you would do to be, make it different? Strengthen this muscle. Get better at this. How would you make your awkward date less awkward? What would be the activity you would focus on? So let's all talk, let's all think about an awkward date. Tell me what the focus was on the awkward date. And I'm guessing there wasn't one. You didn't know where to look. 
right? And the absence of knowing where to look was the, do I look at her? What's my focus here? Versus, I've made it very comfortable for you. The focus is on this activity. Even if I'm looking at you, the focus is on the activity. Do you get the idea of how to transition into three? Now, let's keep going. So the way I go from a two to a three is I focus on the activity. The purpose is the friendship. The focus is on the activity. Now, as we grow and become more and more threes, we are friendship dating. The focus gradually changes from the activity to the friendship. Now, this is where you've got to stay focused because if you're not, it's going to get out of control because you're going to easily go to the relationship. But a focus on a friendship is when they genuinely know they, that you are interested in them. Tonight's date, whatever we do, is I want to see who you are. Not, are we a match who you are? I want to see who you are. I want to get to know you. Now, can we, my ideal world is if we could do that without that awkwardness of the relationship dating, if we could just get to the point where, you know what? I'm not looking for an eternal companion right now. I'm looking at you. Let me give you an example. Let me use the Savior as an example. I know we could apply this in so many different ways. But let me focus on what Jesus saw. Now, this is my buddy Stephen. I wonder what the world sees when they look at Stephen. <laughs> and what does come did you get cleaned up sorry i won't make you laugh when you take a sip of your drink anymore tell me what jesus sees in all his glory right clothed in robes of majesty and because of that how does he treat him now what if we could take that concept and put it in dating. Do you see what I'm trying to say? If the concept in dating is, look, I'm not looking for the companion. I'm not looking for the match. I'm not. An eternal father. Yeah. I'm not wondering if I should marry Stephen. I'm simply trying to see him. Let me pull it. Let's pull up the scriptures. Go to Luke chapter 7. We got to watch Jesus do this and watch someone not do this. One of my absolute most favorite verses. Okay, New Testament, Luke chapter 7. I'm going to pull it up on the screen so we can all see it. Okay. 
let's start here. All right, Luke chapter 7. Okay, here we go. Let's start in 36. Luke chapter 7, 36. One of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went, his name's Simon. He went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, a known sinner, when she knew, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping. <clears throat> And began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of his head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with ointment. Just out of curiosity, is this Mary Magdalene? No, we don't know. She's unnamed. We don't know who she is. When the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it. I love that language. Now, I know it's italicized, which means the translators added that word, but the meaning I think is still there. When the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a, tell me what he saw. He saw all the outward. He saw it. In fact, one of my absolute most favorite typos that have ever appeared in the scriptures is that very word. In the 1990s edition of the scriptures, if you have older scriptures, let me pull up that very verse. You got it. You got it, Stephen. This is my 1990s scriptures. Do you see the typo? Wow. Do you see the typo? In that very way, it's so significant, right? This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. So symbolic that he saw it. Now watch Jesus. Ready? Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. He said, Master, say on. There was a creditor. Sorry. There was a creditor, a certain creditor, which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other owed 50. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Pretty obvious parable, right? Simon answered, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said, thou hast rightly judged. Now, watch the master. He turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? Do you see the difference? Seest thou this woman? Tell me what Jesus saw. Now, allow me to put that into a dating perspective. You are friendship dating when you see only right now, for my purposes tonight, her. Not are we a match, 
Not, is this my eternal companion? Not, could I marry this person? I'm not looking for pet peeves that annoy me. I'm not asking, are we checking boxes here? You know what? Tonight is about me seeing you. Now, do you think she could tell the difference between Simon and Jesus? Could she? Can the person you're on a date with tell the difference when you see it and when you see them? Can they? Now, do you see what's broken with dating? We are so obsessed with are we a match way too soon that we're missing the opportunity to see them. Are lights going on? Are you starting to have, are the lights starting to go on? And I'm, I'm seeing friendship dating. I'm starting to catch a vision of the skill set. If she could tell the difference, can the person you're on a date with tell the difference? He is seeing me. And I'm very comfortable here. I'm safe here, aren't I? I'm safe on this date. There's no awkwardness. We're not checking boxes. It's about pure Christ-like friendship. That's what's missing. That's what's missing in dating. Is, and again, Simon's it was a negative it. And I'm not saying that checking boxes, that's going to be important someday, isn't it? I need to know if we're a match. I don't want to marry someone where there's deal breakers because if it's going to break the deal, it should break the... There will be a day and a time to ask the question, is this someone I could marry? Are there deal breakers in this relationship? That's it. But long before you answer that question... If you, want to make dump, if you want a friendship date and make dating comfortable, you've got to get to the point where you don't see it. You see her. You see him. Does that, do, do, have I kind of brought some structure to that in your head? Do you begin to see it? So three major missed opportunities. Missed opportunity number one is to not connect with someone when you're with them. Make an acquaintance, a friend. Don't be so afraid to try that you don't even, don't be, a, don't be so afraid to fail that you don't even try. You are in an institute building and there are Wonderful people. How many of you go to YSA Ward? Now, no hands. Don't raise your hands. But how many of you walk out of church having simply connected with the same people you always connect with? Don't raise your hands. There's the missed opportunity. Now, does it have to do with dating? You better believe it does. Because... You want to increase these pools 
It starts by increasing your acquaintances. Go to places to increase your acquaintances. Where's the weirdest place your parents met? Whose parents met in a weird place? Okay, motorcycle. In September. Weird place, weird place to meet. Oh, at work, she's getting her, he's getting his blood drawn. He happened, he happened to connect with her as she's drawing his blood. Weird place to connect. On the internet. Internet. Again, don't be afraid. You're not, just by connecting, here's the thing. The social stigma is saying, if you talk to me, you think I'm your future husband. Guess what? Throw that limitation out of the door see her and connect BYU basketball game <laughs> sorry Stephen you got to do that on your own BYU there you go <laughs> basketball games football games if you go get your blood drawn connect if you're on the train connect when you go to YSA, connect. When you come to Institute, connect. Build the habit. Don't miss out. Again, if you're walking away because it's awkward, you are seeing what? It. Don't see it. See her. See him. And make a connection. And then... When twos start to date, the way that twos start to date is a common activity. Take advantage of having a common activity to move that friendship into a dating environment where you're friendship dating. And then as it transitions, the more you friendship date, the more you will develop the skill of seeing her and not checking the boxes. I t with all my soul, I testify that that woman could sense the difference between Simon and Jesus. I know it. I know it was crystal clear to her what he was thinking and what he was thinking. And I would suggest that the people who you are seeing can tell when you see it and when you see them. Friendship dating is when two people are seeing her, so to speak, and not it. Now, someday we'll ask the question, are we a match? But that's it. And right now, I'm focused on you. Is that helpful? Do you see the skill set here? So appropriate dating is going places where you can make more acquaintances. Connecting with people so you can make more friends. Learning to do things together where the activity is the focus. And then dating so that the person is the focus. 
Now, people don't like to call that dating. It, it makes them very uncomfortable to call that dating. Don't be uncomfortable. That's it. Date so that you see her is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.